<laughs> Back in time. 474. Back in time. 474 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. We're reporting to you today from Dante's Inferno. Nice. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. Nice. It is hotter than balls. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> And my dumbass, I should have invited you over to my house. Yeah, air conditioning. Yeah. 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 I didn't think of that until I was pulling out. I'm like, fuck that house. is going to be a sweat box. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So next week. <laughs> of course, I'm thanking myself for having the foresight of saying fuck it and mowing my lawn last weekend instead of this weekend. Yeah, that's why I mowed yeah. my mom's lawn last week. Yeah. I was yeah. like, ugh. I looked at them temps and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was part of like I was having an argue with myself, like, you know, I don't want to do it, it's not that bad and then I'm like, look at those temps for this weekend and I was like, Yeah, let's just do it now when it's seventy three degrees and Yeah. You know? Crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so how are you, sir? Good. We had sort of a busy day. Yeah. Well not really. I mean for the morning was afternoon. Yeah. I had to go get tires. Um, uh, a couple tires for Lisa's car. One of her tires was bubbled. One was bald. Oh, weird. Wow. It was just yeah. riding weird. So. so I went to Sam's Club because usually they have a pretty good deal on tires. Walmart has. Is there, they're about $100 cheaper at Walmart, but I didn't think I'd ever even get into Walmart. <coughs> right. Their tire center is just outrageous. It is. It's, it's very And I drove by it and it was outrageous. And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, you go there to get an oil change. And they're like, yeah, we'll see you in four hours. But I got two tires. <laughs> I don't understand why tires are so expensive. But I uh, I went down there for, ti- there for tires. And I was, I, re- I, plan- well, I thought I needed tires too. Yeah. But I didn't. Mine was, I was okay. But he wanted like $600 for fucking four tires for that car. Damn. And um, that was all of them. Yeah. I ended up paying like 340 for two tires. Yeah. 17 inch rims. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, tires. So we got the two tires, and I feel good about that because she drives everywhere. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we did that. And then, you know, while you, you know, while you're waiting for tires. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you drop another 200 at Sam's Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's stuff we needed and stuff, but same point, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And but that's the thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, unless you're buying, like, Michelin. Like, why is it that tires are expensive? Because Walmart <laughs> does something very interesting. And this is a little insight to what I do for a building. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have a $5... <laughs> drug program Mm -hmm. they have certain generic drugs that you can get for five dollars without insurance oh really yeah i didn't know that yeah like like i think uh atorvastatin uh uh, i mean they're 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 low-cost drugs don't get me wrong but i mean they're still five dollars five dollars but they're taking a loss on it okay it's called a loss leader Uh because while you're waiting for that to get filled which takes about a half hour yeah you're gonna walk around walmart Right now you got a, you know you got a bag of socks, 
You know, you've you've got ten dollar uh, package of underwear. Yeah, you've 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 got you've spent money elsewhere. You, know, you, you probably picked up. Hey, while I'm here, I'm gonna pick up something for dinner. A couple bananas. Yeah, exactly. And then the next thing you know, you spend another thirty dollars, yeah. fifty dollars, and they just made it back. Yeah, right, exactly. They're willing to take the loss on the, the Torvastatin, so you can spend fifty dollars elsewhere in the store. Right, right. You know, they did the same thing with CDs, but you know, but that's why the, that's why the electronics is in the back. Yeah, because it would draw you back is you go to buy a cd and you're walking past everything yeah, yeah so they would sell cds at a lower cost than you could get anywhere else yeah so they're undercutting their competition for for that but meanwhile you had to walk all the way to the back of the store and all the way to the front of the store yeah you know to get out excuse me you're bound to find something else you're gonna buy yeah well it's that impulse buy right so yeah I, and the most famous store for doing that is uh, fucking Gabriel's. Yeah. Gabriel's, you have to walk through a labyrinth yeah. in order to check out. And that entire labyrinth... Oh, yeah, it's just stocked with... Impulse buys. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm here. I might as well grab some gum. Yeah, a charger. Yeah. I need an eight-foot charger cord. Yeah. I mean, shit like that. It is know. cheap and, you know... Yeah. yeah that, that, that's exactly what they do. There's a psychology oh, yeah. to that. No, and that's why in supermarkets, the gum and the candy and everything like that, and the drinks are right there. Yeah. Because for that two, like, soda's outrageous now, but it's like $2 for a soda. Right. If you just walk back to the store. Yeah, you can get a two liter for the same price. Or a six pack for three bucks. But you're so thirsty. Correct. Because they keep the temperature higher. (laughs) Right, exactly. But by the time you get, you're like, I need a bottle of water. That's a fucking game. It is. It's like Sam's Club doing their little... Salty treats all around the store. Yeah. And then it makes you hungry. Right. Because they're only little nabs. They're only little yeah. nibs. But you get a couple of nibs and like, boy, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. And then you know you spend more when you're right. when you're hungry. Right. You know what I mean? So. The, the science of, yeah, of, of like store design. and Like I've, I've watched a documentary and they were talking about like, they, like one company did it so you had to actually walk past everything. Yeah. Like they created like a labyrinth. Yeah, you had to follow to get out. Yeah, yeah. Before you can get there, so you had to walk past every single item in the store. Yeah. Bef- and you know, it, but it, what that created for them was opportunities where you would walk past them and say, "Hey, hey, I could use that." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, that's why Sam's Club used to be before before COVID. Right. He used to go into Sam's, and there'd be like twenty five of these guys. I, I mean, I felt like in the it was the beginning of Airplane. Yeah. When I'm trying to get in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, because that'd be like the guy. The Here's some fresh guy. peaches. Here's yeah. some fucking nut butter. Put this in your mouth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and but, they're just like. But they would also have like the guy selling aluminum siding. You'd have like a little hut there. Yeah, and you know somebody else who like you know the, the Verizon people, the cable guys. Yeah, they, yeah. they tried to get me today. Yeah, they're like, I, they're like all over the place. He was like, "Hey, da, 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 da. I was like, I'm trying to buy tires. I, <laughs> yeah. I did. I put my hand up. I was like, just stop, stop your pitch. Yeah, I don't want to hear your pitch." I'm good. I'm T-Mobile. Yeah. I, I'm i good. Just want tires. Yeah. Just here for tires. I'm T-Mobile. I don't want yeah. your crap. I don't want what you're selling. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I mean, yeah. it, you have to call, it's hard to do that. It's cold calling, and that's why a lot of people, that's why you always see different people, because they just fucking quit. It's right. the worst. Oh, it is. It's the absolute worst. I could never do that. <laughs> but, um, like, and I mean, I work at a call center, like both those call centers, I was like, I am not cold calling people, right? Like, no, it's inbound. I'm like, okay, I can deal with inbound. 
Yeah, yeah. I am not doing outbound. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? the worst. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like, just sales in particular. Like the pe- mental anguish. Yeah. Of just getting hung up on all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other thing, like, I, I can't Scream. imagine. Like, that means, like, being a used car salesman, or a car salesman in general, not just used cars, just any car. Like, I can't imagine the stress that comes with, like, man, I need to sell three cars today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, or, or like, I mean, Thad did this. Our good friend, super fan Thad, like, he was in real estate. Yeah. Like, he worked for a real estate company selling houses. Yeah. And, like, he never talked about the stress, but I'm sure it was there. You know, you want you want to... I mean, granted, once you sell a house, you get a big paycheck because of the commission, but still, like... Yeah, but you got to sell... You got to yeah. be able to support yourself. Exactly. So if you're only selling one house a month... Yeah. You know, you might be struggling. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like that... that, that it, you know, I'm talking to my ass. Maybe I'm wrong. If you sell one house a month, maybe you're like a superstar. You know, <laughs> it's like it's just that thing of like... Yeah, but if you're selling a $50,000 house... Right. You're not making much money. Right. But so it's a, but it's just that interesting thing of, of, of like, I could not imagine trying to support myself based upon my personality of trying to sell you something. Yeah. You know, like I even hated like when I worked at Dish Network and I'd be like, well, you have to upsell, you know, stars. I'm like, not every, like, every call you can do an upsell on. Yeah. You know, like if, I, if you call me and you're, 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 something's not working or you have a billing issue and I say hey by the way how would you like three three months of stars <laughs> you're gonna tell me to go fuck myself <laughs> you know you gotta pick and choose who you're doing this with you know yeah. this isn't you know but I, yeah, I would get like, like they would do quality assurance on us and like somebody would be like well you had an opportunity to upsell you know and you didn't I'm like did you listen to the fucking call yeah, yeah. there was no opportunity yeah you know go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. So before we get into Kenobi, yeah. I know we're going to talk about it. we're going to talk about it at, at nauseum. Um, <laughs> nauseum. I've I, I actually I, I regret this now because I didn't I forgot Umbrella Academy started this week, but I started watching a show called For All Mankind. Okay. It's on. Apple, Apple Plus. I know. I should give you my username and password. Does that work? Yeah, it should. Okay. Um, I only said it because it's like one of those deals where this show is really fucking good. Really? Yeah. Science fiction? Science faction. Okay. It's a what if show. Okay. And the what if is... What if the Russians beat us to the moon and the space race continued? Okay. Like, we didn't stop. Okay. Like, it it was the space race kept going. Like, and now we're trying to reach for Mars. Who's going to be the first to Mars? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a very interesting show. And the first season takes place between 1969 and 1973. The second season jumps forward 10 years to 1983. Okay. And the third season that I'm currently watching, and the, 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 the last season available, starts in 1993. Okay. And, like, we, 
there's interesting little tidbits. Okay, like so, like '69, Nixon was president. Well, losing the moon, which was still like in in this world, like that was Kennedy's, you know, <laughs> proclamation that by the end of this decade we're gonna set have put a man on the moon. Yeah. To have the Russians beat us there was a noose around Nixon's neck. Yeah. And he loses the 72 election okay. to Ted Kennedy. Okay. Because of the, 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 the Russians landing on the moon, he never goes to Chappaquica, and, that, and he never goes off that bridge with that girl in the car and leaves her to drown. Oh, I see. You see okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, so these events don't, unfo- don't unfold. So... So it's like one of these interesting things of like, well, wow, that's that's crazy. But then in '74, because of a sex scandal, Teddy loses the election to Ronald Reagan. Okay. So Ronald Reagan takes office. No, in '76, uh-huh. he takes Kennedy takes or Reagan takes office in '76, holds it for eight years, and then in '84, um, Gary Hart becomes president. Okay. So, Gary Hart never had the incident on the monkey business with the girl and everything. Like, so, like, watching, like, the alternate hit, like, other things are still, like, in place. But, like, other, but, like, some things change. Like, John Lennon wasn't assassinated. That's cool. So, Lennon's still alive. And, like, in 80, 88, the Beatles reunite or something. Hey, shit. Yeah. So, like, there's all sorts of, like, odd things, like, in the background that you're, like, from, like, a pop culture standpoint that are taking place like oh that's interesting yeah that's interesting that that still happened or this got changed because of this so it's like a very that part's interesting but what's really interesting is the show itself and what it's about of like you know the first season becomes about not only getting to the moon after being beat by the russians but now the mandate is we have to put a base on the moon asap yeah, yeah. you know and the Russians are trying to put a base on the moon, and try you know. So this space race has started, and it continues on and on and on. It never stops. So, our NASA never becomes stagnant. Yeah, it just keeps going. It just keeps going and innovating. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's really fascinating. Yeah. So. It, it's a it's a fantastic show because of that, and I mean there's a lot of human element to it too. The, the characters are it stars um Joel Kenneman, who nerds will remember as like uh, Rick Flag from the Suicide Squad movies. Yeah. Um, but it's a really 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 good show. Like I've been very impressed with this and how how well it's done, and like the the special effects are fantastic. Um. Like everything's just it's a top notch show. Yeah. It's I'm very impressed with how, how well it, 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 it is. How good it is. That's cool. Yeah. So if you have Apple T V plus or Apple Plus, whatever it is, I highly recommend checking out for all mankind. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm bummed out because like I, I wanted to watch like once I found like I figured out like Oh, that's this week. I thought it was next week. Like, I'm, I want to watch Umbrella Academy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I can't pull myself away from the show right now. <clears throat> right. You know, so. I watched the first episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. 
I have no doubt it's going to be good. I'm very intrigued to see how the season plays out. And they did what? Uh, I guess his name. Elliot Page. Yeah. Very well done. I heard that, yeah. Very I, I, I did hear that. I heard it was done tastefully. Very tasteful. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, I'll wait. we'll wait on that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We're going to watch anything else. I watched Strange New Worlds, which, it was alright. I get it. Yeah, I didn't even watch that. And, uh. It's like, the only thing outside of Brave, uh, For All Mankind I watched was, was Kenobi. Um. And I started watching the uh, the new Iron Chef series. Yeah. Which I like a lot. <clears throat> and uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, this season, they had all these chefs on. New, you know, new... Right. new. Right, because they've left Food Network and they're on Netflix now. Yeah. So they had the, like... New Iron Chefs. New Iron Chefs. And uh, I, like, I like the chefs that are on. Yeah. But they, they changed it up a little bit, and now, um, so they go through a series of like eight episodes. Yeah. Okay. And whatever challenger chef has the most points, number one, and beats the iron chef. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. So Win, there might wins be, count. There might be two, or there might be five. Right. Um, um, they have... A chance to become, I don't know what they call it, like the ultimate Iron Chef. Yeah. Iron Chef Ultimate, which they have to face off against five Iron Chefs. Right, yeah. Like, all at the same time. Yeah. And that's, that's <clears> tough. <throat> yeah. So, but I, so far I liked it. I only had a problem with one episode when the guy was a Hmong, like from, I guess, what is that, Minnesota area? The Hmongs? Yeah. Anyway. And, uh. So I had a little bit of a problem with that episode because, you know, they cook. He's an excellent cook. Right. I'm not saying that he's not. But they put him up against uh, the Mexican Iron Chef. Like, she's Mexican. Yeah. Iron Chef. You know, she's phenomenal. And the secret ingredient was fucking peppers. Like chili peppers. And yeah. And Like... Yeah, so it's that's like of, right in her fucking yeah, wheelhouse. It's right in her wheelhouse and went well out of his. What? Yeah, it's like, yeah. it was just so weird. I mean, he had chef knowledge and stuff like that, but that was. I mean, she has fucking three restaurants in Mexico City. Yeah, that's cl- clearly a home field advantage for her. Yeah, I just yeah. thought I thought that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, man. Yeah. So, it wasn't I wasn't too into that episode, but it was cool because on the last episode, Morimoto came on. Okay, yeah. And he's from the original Iron Chef. Right, yeah. And then the American Iron Chef. Right. Like, he's a god. Yeah. He was a new guy on the original Iron, Iron Chef. Chef in like a, J- what was in that in Japan? Yeah, like in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then then he was on the new Iron Chef when they had it on the Food Network. Yeah. And he was like one of the head Iron Chefs there. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then he came on as a guest. Yeah. As a guest I think judge. It was like, I think it was like Morimoto, Bobby Flay... Um, I don't think Anne was an Iron Chef back then. I thought she was no. a sous chef to somebody. She was a sous chef to somebody, but it was like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Fry- Amanda Frytag was an Iron Chef. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember, but I, mean, I remember Bobby Flay was. And I thought that was like a big deal. I'm like, 
fucking Bobby Flay. Yeah, the Iron Chefs they have now are pretty cool. Yeah. And what's his name? Marcus Samuelson's one of them. Yeah. Which I like his cooking. Yeah. And he's just neat to watch. But um, anyway, it's pretty good. I, yeah. I recommend it. If you like cooking shows. I love fucking Iron Chef. So, I did. I, just, I always yeah. have. And, uh, so yeah. That's pretty much it. And then Kenobi. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. What a fucking episode. I was, like, screaming at my TV. Yeah. I, I mean, I could say that. And there was one point I was crying. Oh, I was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like... I definitely had... There was a couple of points where I had some uh, mist in my eyes. For sure. Yeah. And I had mist in my eyes the week before. Yeah. With the robot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That whole... Mm. Yeah. I was like, man, that's one of the fucking saddest things I've ever seen in my life. And then this episode happened. Anyway. Thoughts? I'm going to go with the negative first. Okay. Okay. My understanding of hyperdrive is really fucking off. Okay. Like, I mean, like, I did not think hyperdrive was an instantaneous way of getting from point A to point B. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the episode opens up and Rhea is already on Tatooine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck did she get there that fast? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Kenobi's still, like... Well, their hyperdrive's broken. Right. But he's still being pursued. You know, oh, yeah, it, yeah. it couldn't have been that long. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's been about three hours. Well, I mean, it was pretty quick. I mean, like, think she, about... She was able to wrap herself up, find a workable ship. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, like, plot holes in the house. She goes from <laughs> laying on the ground dying to showing up on Tatooine looking for, yeah, yeah. for you know, Owen. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. And then later on when, you know, Obi feels Luke's in danger, like, five minutes later, he's showing up at Tatooine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... It was like this thing of like, I thought hyperdrive still, there was, like there was still like time between distances. Yeah. Like. Depending on how far or where you're going. Right. Like, but for the most part, it was still, it functioned as, it was a little, it was a different form of like, I I, I said, I said warp drive is based upon factors of the speed of light mm-hmm. you're so if you're a warp five you are five times faster than the speed of light right you know and then the cells create a warp bubble around you to protect the ship like i understand the science behind star trek with star wars like to get from like tattooing the alderaan felt like like a three-hour drive yeah you know like han and the gang were kind of in the back while you know the ship was just getting them there it felt like there was time now like especially with like the the sequel movies, and also like like in the sequ- in in the Rise of Skywalker, they were bouncing around the place. Like they had eight hours to stop the Emperor. Yeah, and they were fucking in six different you know corners of of the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like just like 
getting there like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so like to me like uh, like hyperdrive doesn't make any sense to me like how it functions. Okay. Cuz it just doesn't seem like that's right. Yeah. You know. And so like Kenobi showing up like almost instantaneously. Like I was like, "Hmm." Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's my takeaway. Like I need somebody to explain to me how hyperdrive actually functions. Yeah. Cuz the my understanding is clearly not the movie and TV version. Right, right. Um, outside of that, uh, that, that, that's my complaint. Um, outside of that, it was a fucking brilliant piece of filmmaking. It was, right? Especially like... I was like, it ended, I was like, man, I can watch this all day long. Yeah. And I, especially like, as a fan of... Clone Wars and Rebels. Like. Watching. When Ahsoka fights Vader. And she cracks open his helmet. Mm. She cracks open. The right side of the helmet. And when Obi-Wan fights Vader. He cracks open the left side of the helmet. Yeah. Only Luke. Can open the full helmet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was like very interesting to me. Um, but like the 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 conversation Obi Wan and Vader have at the end of the duel, and you know Obi Wan's kind of apologizing. He's like, "Yeah, you can go fuck yourself. This I killed Anakin Skywalker, not you, me." Yeah, yeah, you know, and he does the same thing to Ahsoka. Yeah, like in, in Rebels, he he tells her, you know, you know, Anakin Skywalker was weak, and I destroyed him. And she's like, "Well, I will avenge my master." Like, Revenge is not the Jedi way. And she's like, "I am no Jedi." Yeah. And lights up her lightsabers. You're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. you know, it's on. Yeah, yeah, you know, and but it's also heartbreaking because <laughs> she knows the truth, and she like. This man that she worshipped like a older brother. Now she has to destroy him. Yeah. You know, and it was the same thing with Obi Wan. It's like people were asking, well, why, why did Obi Wan leave him? Like, why didn't he finish him? End of story. Yeah. Roll credits. Yeah. You know, and it's he's still like even it's pity. It's like fuck. I I I can't do it. Right. I can't destroy you. But I'm gonna send your kid to do it. <laughs> you yeah, know? right. How evil was that? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up and twisted. But it makes what? it also though makes what Obi Wan says in the movie make sense now. Yeah. You know when he says you know Anakin was killed by Vader, he's telling the truth in a lot of ways. Right. It's no longer like yeah Obi Wan was stretching the truth. Well, no, Anakin tells him this. Oh, Darth Vader tells him it. I killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. This isn't your failure. It's Anakin's failure. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, oh, shit, okay. If you want to take that heat, you can have it. You can have all that smoke. Right. You know? So. Oh, when he ignited. Oh. When when he brings that, when he brings that saber up, Obi-Wan, and he got the two fingers at, like, I was just like. I know, dude. I, I stood up from my chair. 
<laughs> I look like Nancy. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just standing up from my chair, hand in the air, like. I know. You can ask them. I did the same thing. It's fucking on. Yeah, it was, dude. Badass, and I, I have just absolutely loved Vader in this. Yeah. Um, he's done so well in that suit. That's him in the suit. Yeah, Tane Christensen in the suit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which I think is a good thing. Like I almost wish, and this is a, this is like a, a a really bad thing to do, but like I almost wish they could go back and refilm the originals with whatever they're doing with the suit now. Yeah. Because, like you forgave Vader for being stiff because you're like, well, fuck that suit. He can hardly move in that shit. Yeah. Hayden Christensen can move in that fucking suit. Yeah. Like, even, like, walking and the striding. The brisk walk? Yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, ooh, he's flying. Yeah. That's what I said when I first saw it. I was like, man, he's going off. He is flying. Look how fast he's walking. Yeah. Because we're not used to that Vader. No. We're used to the... Plodding. Yeah. Yeah. Not this Vader. No. And, I mean, like, every... Like, his movements were just so much more crisp and natural looking as compared to what David Prowse was able to do in that suit. Yeah. And... It just makes me wish like I could we could go back and like take that suit and have them film because it's clearly been redesigned to look like that suit, but yet have much more maneuverability. Yeah, it's like, like updating the back costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, what they did. I mean, it's like you know, I, he needs to be able to move his head. Yeah, you know, they're like what? Like yeah, you can't just do this big superhero turn. He has to be able to move his head. Yeah, but uh, okay. I, I just love the force use that he's using. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Like, when you saw it in Empire Strikes Back, you were like, damn, that's badass shit. He just threw a box at him. Hold my beer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm throwing a mountain at you. For real. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like, I just, there yeah. were so many moments where I was like, oh, shit. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, that's, that's, I think that may be the one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, hands up in the air like, Oh yeah, I, I'm good right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just so. It was just it was just so good. The saber battle alone was good. Yeah. Let alone the force use. Yeah. And then when he just buried him, he was in that fucking venge, that yeah. vengeance coming down. Like, yeah. Uh, like you almost expect him to be like, all too easy. Almost. Yeah. But I didn't. But. You can take away from that. He didn't kill him either. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. He knew he was still alive. Yeah. He had to have. He's Vader. Yeah. He knows he's... He can sense him down there. He can sense him down there in his fucking Jedi bubble. He knows what's going on. Yeah. And he he walked away. Yeah. He was... He was saying to him, I am now the master. Yeah. I have have outwitted you. I have... Yeah. Outdulled you. I'm walking away now. Yeah. Confidence is built. I beat the old school. Yeah. I'm good to go. And then it was on like Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. Love how you hear the breath. Oh, yeah. That whole f- show down there. Yeah. How they showed Vader getting hit. Yeah. Which was, I liked even better. Like, he got one across the back, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pfft. Yeah, you can see his cape was... Badass. Yes. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like one of the first times you actually see him actually getting hit. Yeah. Like, really getting hit. Right. Aside from Luke doing the whole fucking hacksaw, his yeah. arm on. You know what I mean? Like, you no, actually... Yeah. yeah. And, like, like battle wounds, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wow, they are battling, you know? Yeah. Obi-Wan was badass. And just, I love how Vader's doing this force push with the saber. Yeah. He's just like, nah, not this day. Yeah. Nah, try over here. Yeah. Nah, nah we're good. I'm going to just parry this behind my back. Yeah. Block it over here. It just shows the true, like, I think they've captured, like, the true power of Vader. Yeah. You know, like, true power. And I almost, at one point, at one point, when he was down in the hole before he threw the rocks on, yeah, I almost expected him to go, I have the high ground. Yeah. I was waiting for it to come yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to say it. He has to say it. Yeah. But it, it's kind of known. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so fucking good. That battle was so fucking good. Mm. It was. It was. It was good to see. It was good to see Obi Wan's redemption in a sense. Yeah. Like him coming back. Yeah. I'm the guy now. I'm back to being me. Yeah. It's just taken me a little bit of time. Yeah. But this is who I am. Yeah. General Kenobi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Even at the end, like you know, the, the surprise visit from Qui Gon, and even he, Qui Gon's like, "Eh, took you long enough to figure this shit out." Yeah, I was so glad to see him. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was like just a cherry on top for me. Yeah, I was like, "Man, that's badass right there." Yeah, he's like, "I'm coming, master." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was so, so badass. <clears throat> it was good to see him. I'm glad we saw him. Yeah. Like, it was almost redemption for me. Yeah. Because when he died, it was just like, oh, God, he just hasn't he hasn't studied the books. and he's, I mean, we just didn't know how much he did study. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm glad he's there. Yeah. I am. I'm like... Yeah. Because he was, he was a good character. Except for that midichlorian bullshit. Right. Which, you know. But, yeah, I mean, like, like... He was a good Jedi. I thought. I liked his character. Right. Well, I mean, and Dave Fulham, like, talks about, like... He was ahead of the curve. Mm. Like, the problem was, he knew the faults of the Jedi Council, and he's t- he was being blunt to them, and they're like, oh, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you will not sit on this council. Yeah. You may be a master, but you can kiss my ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were like, he was an outcast. And, like, Obi-Wan was like, uh, you know, in, in that movie, he's like, dude, man, you were, like, bringing me down with you. <laughs> right. Like, I'm hoping to be on that council someday. Right. <laughs> you know? So... Can we like straighten up and fly right? And Qui Gon's like, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, you need to wise up. Yeah, I am telling you what's right and wrong. <laughs> you need to listen to me. Yeah, I liked him. He spoke like a Jedi in that movie. I mean, like he was the bright. He was him and him and Kenobi were the bright spot of that movie. If there is a bright spot, it was those two. Yeah, their conversations with with each other. Yeah, that was the best part of that movie. Yeah, but. Um, I, I, I dug this whole series. I loved all the flashbacks Vader was having. Yeah. I loved it. And Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, it was just so well done. And then, like, at the end... Like, I didn't, I didn't care for... Like... I understand why you did it. But the whole... 
Raya coming to the homestead. Like, I thought that... I, I, even, like, beyond my, like, complaint about the hyper... How fast hyperdrive gets you there. Like, it just... It felt unnecessary. Like, I felt like her character arc ended when Vader impaled her. Yeah, maybe it should have... She should have died. Right. Like, I didn't feel like this did anything for... Like, is she going to go on to be something? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, like, it to me, like, it, like that her showing up at the homestead and threatening Luke... I mean, all it shows is how much Owen and Baru love Luke. Yeah, maybe that's why they did it. Maybe that's maybe May- that maybe that's why. Right. And Th- that were like, he wasn't some like fucking refugee living in their house. They actually loved him like a son. Right. But it also it's a nice tidy ending. Like, cause Owen doesn't want Luke to go down that path, but. I think he's at the end of the show. He's like looking at Obi Wan, going, hey, well, you're, "You're not the, the smelly bum living in the cave anymore, are you?" Okay, yeah. you want to meet the kid? Yeah, you know. And we get, hello there. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. But that was cool when he that said, was cool. Yeah. But when he said, not just when he said, but like right. to meet the kid, it was kind of yeah. like an awe moment. You know yeah. what I mean? But it, it was a moment that like, Owen was almost embracing. Like, he's going to resist this. Yeah. But I at least know you have his best intentions in mind. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have to find a common ground somehow over these next eight years. But I'm just not going to send him willy-nilly off into space with you. You know? Yeah, on your adventures. Right. Hopefully. So, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was interesting. When he showed up on Alderaan. Oh. Fucking done. <laughs> Were you? I was. <laughs> I had to take off my glasses. I had to wipe my face. <laughs> Shit. I was like, I was in full blown. You know, th- this this was the equivalent of like, I'm, I've got so many tears rolling down my face. This is the equivalent of like, the band playing as the Titanic sunk right. moment. Like, you know, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I was done. When he said that about the droid too. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the whole, the whole thing, like, you know, about your mother, this, you get this from your mother and this from your father. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh. oh, I can't deal with this. I know. It was so good. Yeah. I like Ice Cube's kid's character too. Yeah. When he said to him, when Kenobi said, don't stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep it going. Yeah. That's that's General Kenobi. Right. But it's also like, <laughs> here are the seeds of the rebellion. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like that fate parted. Yeah. When, when the, um, the one dude was like, the the Grand Inquisitor. He's like, yeah. stomp him out. No, you gotta go after the ship. Yeah, that's where the rebellion is. That's yeah. that's the beginnings here. We yeah, gotta snuff this out. And Vader's like, follow Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is mine. And the, and the Inquisitor's not gonna stand up to him, right? And, you know, and he's like, mm-hmm. Vader's like, who the fuck you think you are? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but like at the end, like when when like the Emperor was like. uh 
he's like, I will scour the galaxy looking for Kenobi. And the Emperor's like, hey, bro. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I need to pull back a little bit, man. Yeah, when you start questioning it. Yeah. His... And, like, Vader, like, sat up and was like, yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> yeah, I serve you, master. Exactly. You know. But that's... That's the Anakin in him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not the Vader. That's that's the that's the Skywalker in him. That passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that was pretty cool. I mean, it's right. so, it's not necessarily foreshadowing, but Vader does what the Master says. But, but it's Vader pre- also also has some kind of agenda. Right. But it, but it, it's pre-shadowing because it, like it it was like you know who Anakin is. You know he's a hothead. You know. You know, he's impatient, you know, you know, everything about Anakin that you've learned over the years. And like in the episode before, Kenobi's talking about that. Like, you know, he doesn't have the, the patience for a siege. He's coming. Yeah, he's coming you know. to destroy. Yeah, you know, so it's stuff like that that like, so even in this moment. it's like, younglings. Like when you're talking about like, well, that's the Anakin in him. Well, you're right because that's it, deep down. It's, that ends up that's just who his personality is. His personality is, I need to find like Anakin wants to find Kenobi. Vader's being set straight by the Emperor. Right, right. You know, yeah. and it was Vader who sat up and I was like, "Yes, my master." You know, not Anakin. The Anakin right. in him would have been like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself, you wrinkly old fuck. Yeah, because I'm gonna I, kill you next. Yeah. I am coming for it all. Yeah, because even even that was Anakin's whole goal was to kill the Emperor and rule the galaxy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And make it what he wanted it. Right. You know what I mean? Very, very good show. It was. I, I liked every single episode of this show. It was. It was it was an extraordinarily well done six episodes. I'm glad it was only six episodes. Like I'm glad there wasn't like I, do I wish there was more? Sure. Because, you know, you give me as much Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan as you can give me. Yeah. But it being six episodes, it, it told a very concise story. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's... It, it's essentially like a six-hour movie. Yeah. You know, you can watch... You can binge watch that and you're only seeing one story being told. Right. You know what I mean? There's no filler episodes. There, There's no B and C story. There's one story being told. And it's this story. Yeah. You know? And I think it's told in glorious fashion. When she dressed up to see Kenobi. She had to put her boots on her little... Oh, the holster. Holster. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. But I mean, again, like, that's the... The princess we know. Yeah. You know. And that's the princess we know even when they were on that ship. Yeah. He was like, he was sad. He's scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Like the, the, the natural born leader in her came out and took his hand. I think she always had the natural born You're leader. right. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing. When she told that kid to shove off. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean... Yeah. That is the... You know? Yeah. Get your hands dirty. Stand yeah. up for yourself. You know? That's the Padme in her, you know? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, good, good shit, man. Very well done. It was. 
I'm sad to see it's over. I am too. I mean, there's there's talk of a second season. Nobody knows for sure. Um, we'll never know. No, I mean until they announce it. Yeah, but it's one of those things where like, do I hope there's a second season? Sure. Do I think there should be a second season? Yeah, probably not. You know, I feel like, like you've told the story you need to tell. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's another story in the next eight years. Yeah, but people want Obi Wan, and it, it, me included. Right. I mean, that's the problem. The the problem is you have such a great actor, yeah. betraying this amazing character and giving it much more depth than than Alec Guinness was able to. And I, I mean, and Alec Guinness is like one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah. You know. Like when you talk when you talk about like the top one hundred actors of all time, Sir Alec Guinness has got to be somewhere on that list. Yeah. But at the same time, he wasn't you know, outside of the original Star Wars movie, he's got what, two scenes? Yeah. Essentially. Maybe a grand total of fifteen minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. So how much more in depth can you get with the character? Well, not that much. Ewan McGregor has taken a character that Alec Guinness created expanded on it, yeah. made it his own. He did. And cr- and made a character that is even more iconic than... The original. Right. And he, he it's funny, you know, because when he studied, he studied Alec Guinness's voice yeah. for so long. Right. Do you his know mannerisms, I mean? the way he, like, the way he'd cross his hands, the way he'd play with the, the mustache. Yeah. You know, like, all those little... It's those same little intricacies that I, I see that he... Like, like that Ro, um, Rosie... Uh, Rosario Dawson brings to Ahsoka. Uh-huh. In the couple of times she's been on screen. Like, having watched that character over two, two different uh, series... Uh-huh. Like, I know her mannerisms. I know her voice. I know how she, she stands, how she holds herself. How she holds her lightsabers. Yeah. Like these are all things that are uber familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And like they'll see how Rosario Dawson betrays some of those characteristics, mm-hmm. like with the way she holds her like folds her arms and smiles, the the certain looks that Ahsoka would give, it's like all right there. Yeah. You know, so it's like I appreciate that Ewan McGregor at fifty. Yeah. Has <laughs> done that the type of work to like show like this is this is what the, the original character was, and this is what I've created it to be. Yeah. But here's the original ticks and mannerisms of the original actor. And the voice. And the voice, yeah. <clears throat> the cadence. Yeah. Yes. And the fact that he had to work his ass off to get into shape for this. Yeah. I mean, he did. I mean, yeah. He was, he was, this was pretty physical work for him at 50 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so fucking good. It was. It's funny. We, we, you went through this ride. It, it, it's like you started. I was like, oh, I get where he's at. I understand him. Right. I want him more of this story, you know. Right. And then you got into Leia all of a sudden, and you're like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Right. This is really cool. Then you get into Vader, and it's like, oh, give me more of that. And they did. Right. And they delivered. And then they right. delivered you more Leia, and then they, they and then the overall arc with Obi Wan. Right. You know, was on top. It was just, it was, it was layered, like, very well, and it was just really well done. I know the plot holes with the hyperspace space and stuff like that, but I just thought, it, I, as a whole, I thought it was just really well, well written. Right. No, I, I agree. I, I absolutely, 100% agree. 
And it's like one of those things where, like, if you think about it, when we first started this podcast, not too long after that, I think within a year, Disney buys Lucasfilm. Yeah. And one of the first things we talked about, like, we're like, well, what, what's the, what's the advantage of Disney buying Lucasfilm? Oh, yeah. We were, and the first thing that came out of both of our mouths was, bring back Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, you have to. Like, I want movies. I, I give me a TV series. I don't care what it is. I need Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi again. Yeah. And you know, eight nine years later. We got it. Right. And like, I, I don't know, like from a Star Wars standpoint, I don't have another, well not, like maybe, maybe, you know, give me more Donald Glover as Lando. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the only other thing I could think of. Is yeah, like, I mean, like, because like, when, when Disney came out with Mandalorian, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Especially the first season. Yeah. That first season was incredible. Right. Um, and I love The Mandalorian. I do. Right. I find the character very intriguing. Right. Um, but it didn't hold a candle to this. No. Even writing-wise. Yeah. I mean, it just didn't hold a candle. Um, you know, and the Boba Fett series was okay. Yeah. The episode, like this last... You know, that two episodes with Mando were the best episodes yeah. of the, yeah. the series. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it just doesn't hold a candle to this. It doesn't. I mean, this was like... It, like you said, it was an epic. It was a movie. It's yeah. a six-hour movie. In all of its glory. Yeah. Especially to see that saber light up. It was oh, incredible. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it, I think just the ignition of sabers excites me. Yeah, you know what I mean. When oh, you yeah. hear it fire up, I'm like, yeah. So we got some good battles. We got some good saber battles. Even though you didn't like the CGI, I still appreciated the battle that him and uh, Obi and um, Anakin had. I don't. I didn't have a problem with the CGI. With his face, you said, didn't you? No. Oh. No, it, it was... There was a moment... When Ahsoka fights Vader, at the end of the battle, she cracks open his helmet. No, no, no. I'm talking about the flashback scene. Oh. Oh, yeah. The, the de-aging still didn't look right. But the saber battle was yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the story that was told and the saber battle that they had was fantastic. Yeah. It, you know, the, the de-aging they did on Hayden Christensen, I was like... Ooh, he still looks like he's 50. Yeah, I know. Oh, you're right, though. When he lopped off that side of the mask, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. And you got that combination Vader-Anakin voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like he, like it was kind of fading out because he was yeah. fucked up. Yeah. I mean, his computer, I mean, whatever was going on mechanically was right. going off. Yeah. And, and, like, in Rebels, when Ahsoka does that, at the end of the fight, you know, she's standing there and, and he stands up and, you know, you see half the face and it's, 
the the guy who did Anakin's voice on the cartoon, the Clone Wars cartoon, mm. like, Ahsoka, and she's like, Master, uh-huh. I won't leave you again. And then the eye like tightens, and the Vader voice kicks in, and he he's like, and then you shall die. And mm. you know, and that's how it like the the door closes as they're fighting each other. Yeah. You're like at the end, you see Vader. And you see Ahsoka walking back into the temple, and you're like, "Well, did she survive?" Like it, it was like this question of like, "Did, did Ahsoka live?" And you find out later what happened to her. But mm. it was like this at the mo- at that time, it was like, "What the fuck happened at the end of that fight?" Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's a great. How did you feel about the duels in this? Okay, well, I mean, you're talking. Like, as, they, as compared to the Duel of the Fates, as compared to okay, Dooku like, and... I, I think when you're talking Star like number one forever and ever, unless something can somehow top it, will be... Return of the Jedi. No. Okay. Will, will, will be um, Duel of the Fates. Okay. Like... That was o- good. Ovi, Qui-Gon versus Maul. That's like... That's the shit that, like, I mean, I'm sitting in the theater, I got through all that trash, and this was, like, the nugget of gold right, that, like, you were rewarded gold. with. Like, it, it, it's an amazing duel, you know. Um, Obi Vader won at the, on, on Mustafar is two, I mean... Return of the Jedi, Luke Vader's three, but like I, I just I feel the like the music is what made that. The, the music is what makes that, yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like if you're looking like, like, the shit that those two guys did in that duel was so fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, at when in in a uh, Vader Obi Wan round one. Oh, round one. Yeah, yeah. like on Mustafar. Yeah, like everything that's involved with that. And I think the emotional state, like the emotional aspect of it. Right, right, right. Because you knew it was coming. You knew this is how it happens. You, 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 but at the same time, like the emotional punch that they give you at the beginning of the fight and at the end of the fight is so hard. Right, right. You know, that you're just like, oh, man. I feel like that episode three fight was not a fight but a confrontation yeah like that wasn't a, that wasn't obi darth 2 to me that was darth beating the fuck out of a guy who shouldn't have been holding a lightsaber <laughs> right you know what i mean like obi had nothing yeah it was pretty much like uh yeah fucking uh what's his name quint um Oh my god, I forgot his name. Uh, From the. Yeah. Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Finn picking up a lightsaber. Yeah. So, like, it's it's one of those deals where, like, okay. Yeah, like, he he shouldn't. Like, that's that's not a fight, that's a confrontation. (laughs) Yeah, stalking. Yeah. (laughs) So, but you get the. You get to what I consider, you know, Vader Obi Wan 2 at the end of episode 6. 
That's a great fight. But I, I don't think it's as good as the first one. Right. You know, I don't think it beats Luke Vader, Return of the Jedi. I don't, I don't think it beats Kylo and Rey versus the, uh, the Crimson Guard. Oh, that was a good in, fight. In The Last Jedi. You know? That was a good fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I The difference That's is... That's the fight that should have been... Yeah. His posse. Yeah. Like, but, like, at the same time, like, I will say this much. Like, I think from an emotional standpoint, it, rank, it ends up getting ranked a little higher because of the emotional baggage that it has. Yeah. And especially at the end when, you know... Obi-Wan's trying to apologize for his failures and Vader's like, oh, you can go fuck yourself with your... Fa- I am not your failure. Yeah. You know, I killed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, then my friend is truly dead. Yeah. God, it was good. Yeah. That was the only... Re- <laughs> For me, not the only... I mean, there were some good parts in that movie, but the redemption for me for Jedi was that saber battle. Yeah. It was just that music was just... Yeah, I mean, when he's like, you know, sister, you know. No! Yeah. And then it just just the music kicks in. Yeah. It's just like... The music was the best... The best part of that entire fight was like the music. Like, like, like Gregorian chant thing. Oh, oh, oh my god, dude. Yeah. And it's like, yes. you're just like, and when he's just fucking at the end, just yeah. beating him the fucking down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the army, he's like, oh. Yeah. But that, I mean, I get it. You yeah. Know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, you know, not again. The whole movie was like that. Yeah. It, it, it was done that well. Yeah. Because that scene was really done well. Yeah. Even though it looked... But I mean, like, he was sort of the monster. Right. In a sense. And I think that's kind of what they got from that. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, when you're a kid watching that, and you see the arm come off... Yeah. And then... Luke and you're like looking hand. like his is own he gonna, black glove. Is he, he going to kill him? Yeah. And then he looks down at his glove. and was like, no, he's not going to kill him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and and then the emperor comes in and you're like, oh shit, it's on now. Like Donkey Kong boy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the lightning fingers, you know. And I'm yeah. like, man, this sucks. And then that, <laughs> you know. But at the same point, even as a kid, even now, you know, you see that that invader's brain. I, and I, I think they got that really well on Jedi. Yeah. Where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's killing my kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could see the turmoil. Yeah. And he just fucking throws him. Yeah. That's badass. Dude. It was. It was. I mean, that's a badass moment. And the burning of Vader was badass, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I yeah, mean, the, that the was fu- just... The funeral pyre and, like, Luke standing there and silhouetted against Vader's burning. Yeah. Yeah. I, Awesome. Yeah. You know, and then you got the fucking Stormtrooper heads. Yeah. Like, yub, yub. Nickel. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is so terrible. I mean, that should have been writing on the wall for the new movies. Yeah. You know? Right. I don't know. I don't know what happened in his life. That... <laughs> 
<clears throat> I don't. I mean, I do with Lucas and stuff like that, but I just don't know how you can go from, like, Empire, right? And right. then most of, then you have Jedi, and then you have Empire at the end of Jedi. Yeah. And then you have Jedi again. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. I, I can explain it. I want to quote the great Mel Brooks. Witchandizing. <laughs> yeah, I know, but God. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Now, before we wrap this up, I finally saw Top Gun last night. Oh, or yesterday shit. Yeah. What did you think? It was really fucking good. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you saw it in the theater. Like, I'm glad I did, too. And I, and I wanted to because I knew... Like, the airplane scenes. Like, right. I had seen, like, the, how they did it. Like, with, like, the... You know, the, they were really in F-18s. Yeah. You know, everything that was involved with that. Like, how they had to shoot that stuff and everything. So, like, that I, I knew, like, from a technical standpoint... This wasn't done with a green screen behind them. This was real shit. They, they were pulling real G's. Yes. You know, they were experiencing what a real pilot would experience in these instances. Um, so from that standpoint, yes, I wanted to see this movie just because I knew from, from that I, alone it was going to look amazing on a big screen. I wish I had seen it in IMAX. Uh-huh. Um, but I just I went to the Phoenix you know, with, yeah. my, with my refillable <laughs> tub of popcorn. Yeah. And, um, but it was like really, like, I thought the story was really good. So did I. I, I liked, like, the only thing I, like the love interest thing I thought was kind of like shoehorned in a little bit. Yeah. But not so much that I was like, uh Not as shoehorned as it was in the first one. I thought the love scene was like, Well, like, I, I, didn't, I mean, the love interest wasn't. I didn't feel it was shoehorned in, in the first one as it was in the second. I thought, I thought it was kind of shoehorned in there. That like, well, we got to give him something. Now, I mean, I think the great thing is it's like, yeah, you know, she's probably the one who gets Maverick to settle down. Yeah, it's sixty. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, but I, I like there were other aspects of it too. Like, I liked. I, I wish they would have done a better job of exploring the relationship between Rooster and Maverick. Yeah. Like, I felt like he's like, I hate you, leave me the fuck alone, and at the end of it, it's kind of like, you're my Uncle Maverick again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't, it didn't feel as organic as I thought it should. Yeah. But at the same time, like, when they're going <laughs> through that canyon and he's like, Talk to me, Dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. You know. Um, the Val Kilmer can do more acting with no voice or little voice than anybody I have ever seen. Isn't it crazy? Like, he is still phenomenal. 
that scene was amazing. It was. If that didn't bring a tear to your Oh. <laughs> I was big old, like, you know, running down my cheeks. Yeah. You know, and and especially after having, like, watched that documentary about yeah. Val Kilmer. Like, it, it, it hit just a little bit harder. Right. You know what I mean? And for better or worse, like, it just, it did. Yeah. Like, I, and because of that documentary. And as a fan of Val Kilmer, too, it's like, if this is the last time, if this is the last ride, I'm glad it was this. Yeah, me too. You know? That's what I said. Yeah. I, exactly. I was like, wow, this in like the whole yeah. typing it out and stuff like yeah. that. This is really good. I mean, it's just it was just that scene was like really well done. Yeah. When he called him back in. Yeah. Um I like how it was done through text message. I mean, it just yeah. made sense. Like all of it made Like he sense. was a presence throughout the, m- the majority of the movie via text message and stuff, but like that scene Like, even without, like, explaining, like, just going from, like, the last Top Gun movie and not explaining anything else about their relationship until now, that scene carried so much weight. Yeah. He didn't didn't even say anything. Yeah. I mean, physically. Yeah. Well. Very little. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I just... But I enjoyed the scene in the bar, too. Yeah. I thought that was very... And, like, I mean, when... Top Gun pilotish, Right. You know what I and mean? I, but, I mean, like, the, the moment where, like, you know, Rooster's playing Great Balls of Fire. Like, even I was like... <laughs> I, you know, know, I know, I and know. And then I've seen the entire scene. Like, they, 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 there's a version of that where it's you just get to see Rooster playing Great Balls of Fire, like, the entire song. And it's like so fucking good, you know. Like the only thing it's it's missing is like you know, a woman saying you know, take me now or lose me forever. Right. Like, like I'm a coming baby, you know, like, like for, just like Goose did, yeah. you know. But I mean, other than that, like I mean, it's like such a fucking good moment. Like, I, I just like, <clears throat> I liked how he was test pilot. I like that he was working on planes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like where you think he would be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? Just like, it makes sense. Yeah. To me. You know? I guess it'd be regular off to. Like, we, we can't... You're such an asshole. In a big-ass hangar. Yeah. Pictures of Goose on the corkboard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Like, he didn't let go. He let go, but he didn't let go. Right. He never liked that. Yeah. It was good stuff. It was. It was like so well done. When and... Rooster came up and shot down that chopper. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I know that was like corny action movie stuff. Yeah. But at the same point, I'm like... Yeah. Yes! You know what I mean? I was, yeah. was like... It's fucking awesome. And then when he climbed in that the jet... Oh, the F-14? Oh, yeah. It's done. Done. Yeah. I was like, he's got it. You know, he's like, I was yeah. like, he's getting out of here. Like, it was like so funny because like they referenced the F-14s and I was like, ha ha ha. 
Yeah, that's funny. Like, there's F-14s there. Like, like you know, because we've... The U.S. Navy, like, decommissioned the F-14, like, over 20, 25 years ago. Right. You know, so they haven't been a part of our fleet in a very, very long time. And so it was like... Like, it's one of those things, like... The F-14 was a badass jet. Yeah. For its time. Yeah. For, yeah. You know, and so, like, to have him, a master of the F-14... Get back into it. Know what she can do. Like, when he's opening up the wings for, like, that combat takeoff. And Rooster's like, why are the wings moving? Yeah. It's like, you just don't fucking know, kid. You know, just yeah. hang on tight back there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... You know, like, they, they played up, like, the... You know, it's a fifth-generation fighters that they've got. We, You know, our F-18s can't hold up to them How's an F-14 girl hold up to it, you know? Yeah. And I was just, oh, yeah. only Maverick can splash to, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what it was designed for, this movie. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a great movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not an Oscar movie. No. That's not what he meant to put out. No. He doesn't put out shit like that. Do you know what I mean? But like, I've heard people talking about it in that sense. Like, you're like, this is one of the greatest movies ever made. And I'm like, I wouldn't go that far. It's close. I mean, not I mean, close, it, but I mean, it's up there. It's it's a damn good movie, and it's an amazing sequel to a movie that was made thirty years ago. Fuck yeah, it was. You know, yeah. like stuff like that always worries me. Like when you're making a sequel that far. My away, wor- my worries were put the rest when he put that fucking jacket on. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, got on that old fucking bike, and I'm yeah. like, I'm good, man. I'm 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 right there again. Right. You know? And I I just love at the end, I don't know if how long through the credits he stayed. Mm-hmm. But like they, they do the initial credits with like, you know, the plane and the sunset. Yeah. At the end of those it said in memory of Tony Scott. Did you think it was filmed like Scott? Some scenes. You have to. Yeah. I I, I feel like Cause I mean it's fun, like when you watch the original Top Gun like it's, it's filmed. There's a certain way it's filmed. Like Tony Scott is amazing with lighting, mm-hmm. and like so, like there are scenes where like the lighting is important, and you know the background, like you know. But like, I, I, I honestly, I think I mean just because tech, the technology is better, right? The, the flight sequences were so much better. Yeah. That, again, the technology is far superior to what Tony Scott had to use, and a lot of that was like, it was like reused footage, and some of it was just like they just couldn't do what you like. You can see what his vision is, but like looking back at it, you're like, man, they just didn't have the technology to like keep up. Right, right. You know, where now the, the technology's there, the IMAX camera, the Everything that they could do with cameras nowadays, and then especially like in the cockpit, everything that they did, like I mean, it, it's like it's amazing. <laughs> but like, I, I there were moments where like you could see his influence, not so much in the 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 aerial f- scenes, right? But like the way um, John Hamm's office was lit. And the way it looked. Yeah. You know, the way when he went to go see that Admiral, when he when it was um, the beginning of the movie, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, the way that was lit was very Tony Scott. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's stuff like that that's like, <clears throat> I can see Tony Scott's influence and in how this this looks and how this is lit and the way the shadows fall and everything like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure there's somebody that's like, get the fuck out of here. But it's there, trust me. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, the other stuff, like, the, you know, it was so far advanced that, you know, unfortunately it doesn't look like what Tony Scott would have shot. But if Tony Scott had the, the technology of today, I bet he would have shot something as close, if not better. Yeah, for sure. You know. Man, it was such a good movie. Yeah. And, and as a sequel, I thought it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, when I say perfect, like I said, I'm not talking Oscar or anything like that. I'm just saying that <clears throat> this was a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this right. was like damn near perfect of a movie. An action movie that I, yeah. that I absolutely loved. Right. You know what I mean? Like, one of the things with Top Gun for me was, like, I, believe it or not, I haven't watched it that many times. You right. know that. Because right. of Goose dying. Goose just yeah. absolutely crushed me. And uh, as a kid watching that, it, it really did. Yeah. It hurt me bad. Yeah. It did. I mean, I was like, it's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, I like Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I watch Revenge of the Nerds. I, I yeah. like this guy, you know? And he was such an integral part of he's Maverick. A, he's a tri-lamb. Yeah. But I was, he was such an integral part of, of Maverick. Yeah. And Mike. Right. You know? And to lose him like that, it was just it was heart-wrenching. Right. I mean, I'm sure it was sad for the adult at that time period, but it was just crushing to a kid. Yeah. Um. It was crazy. Yeah. So, but I grew up, like, my sister, you know, was married to a marine pilot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so the cockiness, I knew that cockiness. Yeah. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I, like there, there different were, there service, were, but I mean, like, he was a pilot. Right. So, I mean, like. Hey, combat pilots have an arrogance about them that they've earned. Yeah. You know, I, I hate. I, I I know that sounds like an awful thing to say, but it's true. I mean, if you are a combat pilot, you know, you 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 have earned your arrogance because you have to have it. Yeah, but it, and they capture that in the bar. Yeah, like these pilots talking to each other. I thought that was really good too. Yeah, like like shooting their shit around. And, yeah, you know, but that's you know. Yeah, you got to give them credit for that. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just thought it was... I just thought that the, also the, the, the dichotomy was very interesting. Because, like, immediately the first thing I thought of when I saw this taking place, I'm like, well, Rooster's Maverick, Hangman's Iceman. But it wasn't that way. Hmm. Like, if anything, Hangman was the one who was too dangerous. Yeah. And Rooster was way too fucking cautious. Like, there was no Iceman in this. No. It, it, they were like polar opposites of each other. Right. And I like, you know, Hangman thought he was closer to Maverick in style. And the reality is like, he was, but he wasn't. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Right. Like, Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, maybe it was a little bit of like, because like, but Top Gun knocked it out of him. Like, you know, you don't leave your wingman. Well, Hangman was still leaving his wingman. Yeah. 
you know. Right. You know, so, like, the, the lessons he was supposed to learn, he didn't learn. So it was like almost, it was almost like the version of Maverick if Goose didn't die. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because he would have never learned those lessons. Right, exactly. You know. Yeah. And, and I've talked to military people too. It's like, well, this would have never happened, this and there. But the movie was fucking great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're on board with the movie. Right. Like, like it's, it is, it's like, I get it. It's like one of those things where like, I mean, the scene where he steals the F-18 to show that it can be done. To run the course, like, you know, yeah, to yeah. run the course and show that it can be done. That's a, an amazing scene, but I mean, like, he would have, like, the second he landed that plane, he would have been hauled off. Right. And the takeoff procedures on some of this stuff. And yeah. The whole fucking going up this and down this. And yeah. That. I mean, they had problems with that, but overall, they loved the movie. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I mean, it, but it's like, one of, it, it is, it's one of those things where it's like, it's the same thing I tell Nancy about, like, and even my dad, my, me and my dad had this conversation on Father's Day, like, about, like, you know, um, Black Widow. Uh-huh. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I, I don't see her taking out, like, five trained assassins. I'm like, first off, it's a comic book movie. And second off, you know, she's trained by the Red Room. You know, she's the highest of high assassins. Yeah, she could take him out. Yeah, I have no problem with with Black Widow taking out five highly trained goons. I think Black Widow can go into a country and take it over. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, that's what she's trained for. Right. She's trained to bring down. You're right. Governments. Governments. So, like, yeah, like, I mean, my my, my point to my dad was like, first off, it's a comic book movie. Suspend suspend any disbelief you have, but two. Let me break this down for you, you know. Right. So. Yeah, I'm so glad you saw. So, it. so yeah, so like I feel the same way about like this. It's like at the end of the day, like I'm like, man, I, this probably would never happen. But at the same time, I'm sure glad it did. <laughs> I'm sure glad it happened in the movie. You know? Yeah, I know. I was. I walked out of that movie. and I was like, oh, I texted you. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see it again. I, I got to yeah. see it again. It was so fucking good. Yeah. And it just kept moving, too. Yeah. That's what I really liked about it, because I thought, in the original Top Gun, after Goose died, there was a lull. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And some sad music, and getting back with the girl. He he has the conversation with Tom Skerritt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The conversation with Tom Skerritt's important, though, because he's like, you know, I ain't ever seen anybody as talented as you. Yeah. But. Yeah. At the same point, it's just kind of like, in this movie, there there wasn't there wasn't a lot of that. No, it just kind of kept going. Yeah, and I liked it. Was kind of cool too that Maverick was in the teaching role. Yeah, and I liked that as well. Right, you know, and then what's his name was there too, which I thought was cool. Like, um, what's his name's understudy or whatever? Who's that? Merlin? Who who was that guy? Not Merlin. Who was that guy? He was in the top. He was in Top Gun. Oh, Jest? No, it was Merlin. Yeah, Jester was the guy that, from yeah. RoboCop. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then there was that other guy. Right. The black guy. Yeah. I think that was Merlin. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, but he's, yeah, he's the ground crew guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was good, dude. Yeah, it's a great movie. And the opening. 
Oh, the opening was fantastic. I know, but it wasn't like too much. Yeah. That's what I like really respected about it. You know, it was like, yeah. is that Kenny Longman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, damn, I went to the danger zone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. I mean, this is even starting off good. And I but, even and, like, and, but it starts it's the same way the first Top Gun movie. It starts with that 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 opening with like the description of what the Top Gun school is. Correct. And then you go to the, you know, I get to, it was supposed to be the USS Kitty Hawk. Yeah. That that was what Maverick was deployed on. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like the Kitty Hawk getting planes off and stuff, yeah. and you know, yeah. So like all but that get, was, but like... you get Danger Zone the entire time, and I'm just like, like when that hits, because like first off you get the the, the Herald. I can't remember what the guy's last name, but the guy, they got... Mm-hmm. I guess, like, like the second most patriotic song behind the national anthem, in my opinion, at this point. Like, when they play that, you should just automatically salute. Yeah, right. You know, but, you know, so you start off with that, and, you just, <laughs> and then, then you get right in the danger zone. And I'm yes. just like... Like, the hairs on my arm were rising. I'm exactly, like, and it gave, like, credit to U.S. military, and it was yeah. just like... Man, that's badass. Like, yeah, it was like explaining that these guys are for real. I mean, this yeah. is like serious shit. Yeah, you know, and it's just it was so good. Yeah, beginning of that, I even liked the opening thing by Tom Cruise when Tom Cruise came out and was like, "Thank you for coming to our movie." Yeah, worked a long time on this. Yeah, I thought I thought that was first time I saw that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. I'm like, well, "There's Tom." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that's really cool." Yeah, I, I thought it was cool that he did that. Yeah, you know, I don't think it. I didn't. I didn't take it as a gesture, like, you know, like. I think the, I thought it was kind of heartfelt. I, it, it, I think it was one of those deals where, like, first off, I mean, this movie got delayed a couple of times because of COVID. Yeah, I think it was supposed to come out in like twenty, like, like twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think like for him, there was like a personal stake in it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's like I'm revisiting this character that kind of. Pushed me. Well, it changed his life. Yeah. I mean, he was a movie star. I mean, you go back to, like, Risky Business and, you know, stuff like that. You know, All the Right Moves. There's some good stuff that he did before oh, yeah. before that. But, like, you know, Top Gun's the movie that made Tom Cruise Tom Cruise. Right. And then he did Days of Thunder. Yeah, like Days of Thunder. And then he did a couple Co- movies. And then cocktail. He just, right. And then yeah. he just fell off the earth. For a couple years. Well, no, I think he did an interview with the vampire. Well, then he came back with an interview. Yeah. There was a, there were some years there that he didn't do much. Interview was... I always thought that... I always thought that Interview with the Vampire was sort of his comeback. Because like, he, get, he did Vanilla Sky. Yeah. Because he did, he did Interview with the Vampire, and then he did Vanilla Sky. Like he, like he did some clankers. Because like, he did that one with... Um, not Scorsese. It, the Eyes Wide Shut, which was a clanker. Like if you go back. All right, so start from Top Gun. All right, so 1986 Top Gun. 1986 Color of Money. Not great. Oh, I love Color of Money. I I know, but. Yeah, keep going. 1988, Cocktail. 1988, Rain Man. Yeah. 1989, Born on the Fourth of July. That was pretty good. Yeah. 1990, Days of Thunder. 
1992, Clanker, Far and Away. Yeah, Clanker. But then he returns, comes back with A Few Good Men. Same year. Yeah. 93, The Firm. 94, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. 96, Mission Impossible. And that's when, it, that's when he, like, fucking went off to right. and into an echelon. 96, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that was good. I forgot about Jerry Maguire. Yeah. 99, Eyes Wide Shut. Ugh. 99, he also had Magnolia. 2000 was Mission Impossible 2. Magnolia, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. And then 2001 was Vanilla Sky. 2002, Minority Report. That was pretty good. Yeah. He has a cameo in Austin Powers Gold Member. Of course. 2003, The Last Samurai. Oh, my God. Yeah. I said, like... Like, I'm looking over his... Like, I, I'm not going to say, like, he, every movie he makes is great. Like, there are definitely some... Some dips. You know, but the... Like, the dips are small. Like, he didn't yeah. have, like, a... A long... I long. thought he had more of a law. No. Like, you said, like, like, you were talking about, like, Rock of Ages... Comes out right after Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Then he follows that up with Reacher, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow... And Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah. You know... So like, you know, like he does the mummy. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, and he follows up with American Made and Mission Impossible Fallout and Top Gun Maverick. It's like he has dips. I'm not going to deny that for a second, but he hasn't had that prolonged dip of like he disappeared. Like he he's been putting out a movie every one or two years for about thirty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he has a pretty good track record. I'd say he's probably batting 700. Yeah. You know? So that's not too shabby. Yeah, he was good as a stat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what Ian Rice said. <laughs> yeah. I agree. He was perfect. Every yeah. time I think of him as a stat, I always think of him in the car. Yeah. Louie. Louie, Louie. Still complaining about the same thing. Dusting himself off. Yeah. It fucking smells like fucking rat, dead yeah. rats. Oh, yeah. Like, already plotting his comeback. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Ah, uh, Tom uh, Cruise. Let's wrap this thing up. Is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good, sir. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Like I said, it's an email like Thad does. An email, the email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Make it pertinent to the show. We'll read it. <laughs> yeah. um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter Just search Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast Very, very easy to find And uh, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network The Weeby Geeks Network And the Pod Breed Network uh, Just uh, Google search Give them a Google search You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer And as always, we want to thank you, dear listener For checking us out each and every week we can't thank you enough for your support. Yeah. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. <laughs>